Welcome to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, coming to you from the Northern Tablelands in New South Wales. I'm Luke, and on Tableland Explorers, we unpack the truths of the Bible and adapt them to our lives. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. We have Tyler and Megan back in the studio with us today. How are you two going? Yeah, I'm going good. I've had a fantastic day today. That is awesome. It's always good to have a fantastic day. What's made it so fantastic? Well, coming to the studio, it's amazing. It is pretty good. Coming in, we're going to um, just chat, hang out, have Bible study. It is awesome. How about you, Megan? How was, how's your day been? Well, yeah, it's the same as Tyler. Coming to the studio today, it's been awesome. Yeah, so it's a bit of a highlight of your week today, huh? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, I've had a pretty good day too. I've actually spent the morning with your old man digging trenches. I've been having to fix up my um, stormwater out in the backyard and he came and gave me a hand. So that was pretty good. Finally, it's a big job done. So it's like a burden off your shoulders. Have you ever had that? Like when you've got this job hanging over your head and then when you finally get it done, you're like, yes, it's done. Yeah, it feels amazing when it is done. Yeah, then you can just sit back and relax. Yes, we can. Now, you two haven't been in the studio since we had Big Camp, and you two went to Big Camp, and I just want to you know, share with people what you guys did, because I was really impressed and proud of what you had both achieved before Big Camp. Now, how long were you there before everybody else turned up for the start of Big Camp? Two yeah. weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. And now, in those two weeks, what did you guys do? Well... I helped mum and auntie Loretta do some gardening. There Mm -hmm. were a lot of weeds and things in the bushes. Now, did you have to do all the gardens that were around the campsite or just a couple? Well, we did most of them, well, the ones Mm -hmm. that were mainly seen. and Yep, that's awesome. And they looked fantastic. So if you were at Big Camp this year in 2022, then you would have noticed that all the gardens were all looking very nicely. That was because Megan and her mum and her auntie and some of her siblings and cousins all helped out and made the site look very, very clean. And Tyler, what did you get up to in those two weeks? Well, I also helped mum with the gardens. Yep. We tried to get all of them done, but yep. there was too many. Yeah, it and is that, a big spot, yeah. isn't it? It's a big place, lots of gardens. Yep. And I also helped dad and Uncle Eddie yep. put up the tents and do all the electrical work in them to keep yep. them Nice and good as well. No, that's awesome you did. I remember I was there helping put up the tents and we'd put the tents up and Tyler and his dad and his uncle would be coming into the tent telling us to move on so they could put the lights up and we um, set camp up. So, yeah, it was a really good couple of weeks and I remember watching you guys and being super proud of the hard work that you guys did. Stuart's Point is a, a big campsite And you guys did a fantastic job doing the gardens and making everything look really good. Definitely. I also worked in the kitchen for Big Camp. Yeah, you worked in there? Yeah. How did that go? I went good. I got free meals. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. It's always good to get free food. Well, yeah, it is a great job. So I was also in the kitchen before Big Camp actually started and it was very fun. Yeah, I did notice that you guys were everywhere. So all the ministers and a couple other people were there helping out put the tents up and you would be walking around and you would see Tyler and Megan especially and their siblings um, and their parents cleaning up the side, doing different things, and then you'd go into the dining room for food and then they're in the kitchen as well. You two worked really hard at Big Camp and I never really saw you guys take a break. Did you guys ever get a break? Yeah, most of the time we got a break. We were yep. just resting from work. Most of the time was during lunch. Yep, Okay. So you guys worked really hard during those two weeks before camp, and then you had camp. Did you guys enjoy big camp? Yeah, I really enjoyed big camp. Yeah, I found it was fantastic. Yeah, you got to meet lots and lots of new friends. It was fantastic. Yeah, big camp's good for that, isn't it? Yeah. I met a few new people this big camp. It was really good. So, Megan, you have a story to share with us today how you had an incident with you and a tree and that God really looked out for you in this in this moment. Would you like to share with us what happened? Yeah, sure, I'll tell you. I was in this tree, and all my weight mm-hmm. was on this one little branch, and it snapped. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Were you very far up? 
Well, no, I was about a meter or two okay. off the ground. Yep. And I fell, and my hands were up in the air, going help. No, I wasn't yep. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was falling to the ground, and I broke my wrist. Oh, so as you came down, you landed on your arm, then. Yeah, yeah. I oh, got wow. a little tiny fracture in it, but it's all better now. So it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. If God wasn't there looking out for me, it could have broken my old arm. Yep. Well, yeah, when I looked at her with the broken wrist, there was a big, big bump on it. Oh, it was a big bump on her wrist? Yeah. Yeah, so then it was, who took you to hospital? Mum and Nanma. Yeah, and then she they took you to hospital and they got it all fixed up. Did you have to have a cast or anything on it? Yeah. Yep. How long was the cast on there for? Um, I can't. Remember, but it hurt. It hurt. Yeah, would have been would have been on for a while. Hey, yeah, it was probably on for just over a month, maybe. Just over a month. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's amazing how we can look at these things. Sometimes we can go, "Oh, well, that was lucky." You know, we fall out of a tree. We only just sort of break a wrist, and um, we could have, you know, you could have broken your neck if you'd landed wrong. Yeah. You know, and it's amazing how God can really look out for us in the small things. Hey, hmm. and I think it's really cool how. You can see that. I think it's really cool that I can see that because some people can't and it can get really, really bad. Mm, can, can't it? And it's good that God was looking out for you in that particular time because that could have been so much worse. Yeah, yeah it's just like when I fell off the flying fox. Mm, wow. Which flying fox was that? In my, cousin's, in my cousin's backyard. Okay, so it wasn't like one of the theme park or the no. campground anyway, so it was... Yeah, but the flying fox was pretty high. Oh, okay, yeah. And the flying fox went over a dam. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and the dam had gone down a little bit. Yep. And when I got on the flying fox, I, like, jumped on it. Oh, okay, so it took off, eh? And as soon as I jumped on it, it got caught, and the thing on the top that goes along the wire yep. unlatched. Oh, no, that's And I good. fell off. Yeah. And I think I landed on a tree root on my tailbone. Oh, ouch. That would have hurt. How far yeah. would have you fallen? Yeah, it was only like two or three metres. but mm, Well, that's still a big drop. Yeah. So what happened? Did you hurt yourself badly or what? Uh, we don't know because I didn't go to the hospital. Oh, but you were able to get up and walk around and you didn't no. break anything? Or anything uh, we like don't that. know. It could have broken my tailbone. We're not yep. sure. Fair enough. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't move for the rest of that afternoon or anything. Oh, wow, that's that's not good, but you're able to get going over the next couple of days. Yeah, I'm super happy mm. God was looking after me through that yeah, time because otherwise it probably was going to be a lot worse. Yep, it is, and it's good that you can see that. And I would also like to encourage mm-hmm. people to remember that yeah, God for sure. is with everyone and like you got to look out for those small things that God's in. Mm. Definitely, definitely. That's that's some good encouraging words there because we do need to look out for that. And when we when we do, we see God work more in our lives, don't we? Yeah. Well, this week we are on Study Guide 15 and it is titled The Final Superpower. We're going to be looking at the Bible, especially Revelation 13, and find out who this final superpower is going to be. The Bible gives us some clues on how to identify this power. And so we're going to go through the Bible, we're going to look at these clues, and we're going to apply these clues to a nation today to find out who this final superpower is going to be at the end of time, just before Jesus comes back. Now, you can actually download the PDF of today's study guide and join in with us and follow through the study. So, Megan, if someone wants to join in with our study today, how do they do that? Well, if you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP15 with no spaces to 04888808831 for the PDF of today's study guide. Today we are on study guide 15, the final superpower. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today and it fits perfectly with our study. So stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Jaden Levick with I Need Thee. I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can be.
me now, my Savior. I come to Tableland Explorers. Today we are going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides. These study guides are taking us through some of the most amazing prophecies of the Bible. Some of them have already been fulfilled, some of them are being fulfilled right now, and some will be fulfilled in the near future. They will also cover some of the most important teachings of the Bible. If you are a keen student of the Bible or just interested in what the Bible says, then these studies are for you. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to the faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to the App Store and download the Faith FM Australia app. We are about to start our study, so if you would like to follow along with us, then text SOP15 with no spaces to 04888 our study is titled, The Final Superpower. Now before we start, I'm just going to say a word of prayer. Dear God, can you please help us to understand the scriptures we're about to go through, and can you please help us to be with you and for you to be with us. In your name, Amen. Amen. Following World War II, the balance of global power was in the hands of two superpowers, the United States and the USSR. World peace was maintained through a method of deterrence and the fear of global annihilation. There was a race to see who could develop the latest military technology and accumulate the most bombs. By the time Ronald Reagan became president, the Cold War had reached such a state that he feared the imminent biblical prophecies of Armageddon. He thought the world might soon end unless he acted swiftly to remove the threat of communist Russia. President Reagan turned to Pope John Paul II and the Catholic Church to help him accomplish his task in the most amazing manner. He did, and it was February 24, 1992 edition of Time magazine, led with an article entitled Holy Alliance. This article documented a secret meeting between the Pope and Reagan in the Vatican Library that combined two of the most powerful forces in the world into a strategic alliance. In that meeting, Reagan and the Pope agreed to undertake a clandestine campaign to hasten the desolation of the communist empire. This was one of the greatest secret alliances of all time. 
The article goes on to say how the two powers would influence Russia militarily, economically and spiritually throughout the Eastern Bloc countries. The result? The demise of communism and the collapse of the USSR. Since that time, the United States has become the dominant global influence in all key areas of civilization, politics, economics, culture, military, technology and science. The United States is the largest global economy and dominates the money markets of the world. From a political perspective, the United States has taken on the role of the global policeman. The nation spends more on warfare than any other country and basically determines the military action of the world. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. But does Bible prophecy predict the rise and rule of the United States? If so, does God set the United States as a power for good or for evil? What role will global governments have in influencing world religion and will there be a return to religious persecution? This study guide will reveal a prophecy that clearly identifies the final superpower. When we're going through Revelation 13, please consider the two beasts. Notice how they rule at different times in history, but then form a global alliance at the end of time. Our first question in the study says, There are two superpowers represented in Revelation 13. What is the first power? So we're going to read Revelation chapter 13, 1 to 10, because that describes the first power. We're just going to read a couple of verses each. The first two verses. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous names. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard, his feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads, as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemes. And he was given authority to continue for forty-two months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. From that passage that we just read, there are eight specific clues to help us identify this political power. An initial investigation uncovers the interesting comparison between this beast and the Antichrist power of Daniel 7. Notice four of the features that are identical to both powers. Clue number one, it would rise from the sea, a highly populated area. That was in Daniel 7.3 and Revelation 13.1. Clue two. It would speak blasphemes against God. That was in Daniel 7.25 and Revelation 13.1-5. Clue 3. It would persecute God's people. That's found in Daniel 7.25 and Revelation 13.7. And now clue number 4 is it would rule for 1,260 years. That's in Daniel 7.25 and Revelation 13.5. Many political powers have come up from populated areas blasphemed against God and killed God's people. But only one power has ruled for 1,260 years. That power is the Roman papacy. For details of the 1,260-year prophecy, you can review our past two episodes, which are entitled, Who is the Antichrist? Part 1 and Part 2. Throughout history, many famous Bible scholars and teachers identified the papacy as this first Beast of Revelation 13, including John Huss in 1412, 
William Tyndale in 1550, Sir Isaac Newton in 1727, and John Wesley in 1764. Question 2. What other features of the first beast can be identified? God provides four more clues within this prophecy to ensure there is no doubt regarding the identity of the beast. Clue 5. Receives its power and authority from the dragon. Revelation 13.2 says... The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. The dragon is a symbol of the devil, Revelation 12.9, and the devil often works through pagan nations. In Revelation 12.3-5, we can find the dragon working through pagan Rome. This fits in perfectly with the prophecy of Revelation 13 because it was pagan Rome that handed over its power, throne and authority to the Roman church. Clue number six, it would be a global power. Revelation 13.3 says, And all the world marveled and followed the beast. The word Catholic means universal. There is no greater example of a universal power than the Catholic Church. This church is present in virtually every nation of the world. Clue number seven. It loses its power, then regains it. Revelation 13.3 And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. The papacy received a deadly wound in 1798 when the Pope was taken captive and stripped of his political powers. In the year 1929, Mussolini and the Catholic leadership reached an agreement that reinstated the political status of the Vatican. Since that time, the strength and influence of the Church has grown tremendously. World leaders and people from all aspects of spirituality now see the Pope as the spiritual leader of the world. Clue 8. It is a religious power that receives worship. Revelation 13.8 says, All who dwell on the earth will worship him. This beast is not a secular or democratic government. Politicians aren't worshipped. This beast is a religious power that receives worship from people all over the world. There is only one political power that fits all the clues, the Roman papacy. This superpower ruled the world for over a thousand years and has played a vital role in shaping the history of the world. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP15 with no spaces to 04888880831 for the PDF of today's study guide. Today we are on study guide 15, the final superpower. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today and it fits perfectly with our study. So stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Crowder with all my hope. been held by a Savior I've felt fire from above I've been down to the river I ain't the same prodigal return Days gone. Hey! 
Today we are going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides. These study guides are taking us through some of the most amazing prophecies of the Bible. Some of them have already been fulfilled. Some of them are being fulfilled right now. And some of them will be fulfilled in the near future. They will also cover some of the most important teachings of the Bible. If you are a keen student of the Bible or just interested in what the Bible says, then these studies are for you. If you were just joining us and would like to catch up on their study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We are on study number 15 and at question 3. The second beast is the final global ruler in Earth's history. This is the nation that will enforce the dreaded mark of the beast and play a key role in the last dramatic events of the planet. Question 3. What is the initial description of the second beast power? Please look up in your Bibles with us, Revelation 13, 11-18, as we read two verses each. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, but the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Three major clues within this prophecy enable us to identify this nation. Many Bible scholars today believe this power is the United States, Let's examine the evidence. Clue 1. It would arise after the first beast. John, the writer of Revelation, described the first beast going into captivity. Revelation 13.10 This occurred in 1798 when the Pope was taken captive and the papacy was stripped of its power. In verse 11 it says, Then I saw another beast coming up. The new power would begin to emerge around the same time as the previous power would experience its downfall. 
The United States declared its independence in 1776. It voted its constitution in 1787 and adopted its Bill of Rights in 1791. By 1798, the United States was recognized internationally as a nation and was emerging as a world power. Clue 2. It comes from an unpopulated area. In stark contrast to most other political powers in Daniel and Revelation, the second beast comes up out of the earth instead of the sea. We know that the sea represents a vastly populated area. Revelation 17.15 So it would be logical for the earth to be the very opposite, a land of very few people. The United States did not rise from the multitudes of Europe or Asia. It was born out of the sparsely populated continent, the New World. And clue number three, it is like a lamb and like a dragon. This nation has two horns like a lamb. A horn is a symbol of a power, kings or government. That's in Daniel 7.24. The United States government was established on two key principles, civil liberty and religious liberty. Those who first arrived on the continent were looking for a country without a king and a church without a pope. Democracy and religious freedom. This nation would be like a lamb. It would be young, innocent, peace-loving, and Christian. Jesus is described as the Lamb of God, John 1.29. In the book of Revelation, the symbol of the Lamb is used 28 times to represent Jesus. This is exactly how the United States started out. It was a new, peace-loving Christian nation that supported religious and civil liberties. The prophecy also predicts this power would speak like a dragon. It would talk tough. The dragon is a symbol of Satan, Revelation twelve seven and 9. What a tragedy that this Christian nation will ultimately take on a global role where power and control will become more important than peace and liberty. Only one global power fits the clues, the United States. The United States was raising to power in 1798 as the Vatican was receiving its deadly wound from an unpopulated area of the world. It began as freedom-loving Christian nation, but is already talking like a dragon. Question 4 says, If it is true that the United States is the final superpower, what should our attitude be towards this nation and their people? The United States is a nation that has been blessed by God. It has prospered in so many ways and became a pioneer in providing freedom and genuine care for people around the world. How shocking to think that God predicted that many of the lamb-like values of this great nation would be lost. Despite the future outlook, this is no time for anti-American attitudes. There is never an excuse for hatred or terrorism. Broadly speaking, the American people are kind. Honest and compassionate. God's purpose in sharing with us glimpses of the future is preparation and not retaliation. God wants us to have a living relationship with Him, a friendship that enables us to withstand any physical, spiritual, or emotional challenges. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP15 with no spaces to 0488 for the PDF of today's study guide. Today we are on study guide 15, the final superpower. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today and it fits perfectly with our study. So stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Casting Crowns with Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take Him at His word Just to rest upon His promise Just to know, thus saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. 
I'm so glad I learned to trust Him. Precious Jesus, Savior, friend, and I know that He is with me. Will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus. We have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides, and today we are studying Revelation chapter 13, and we have been looking at the identifying marks of the two beasts or two nations that these beasts represent. The first beast or nation in Revelation 13 we have discovered is the Vatican, and after the last two weeks of studies, we have seen that the little horn in Daniel 7 and the sea beast of Revelation 13 are the same power, the Roman papacy. The identifying marks of the second beast or nation of Revelation 13 is pointing us to the United States of America. Let's keep studying to see what the Bible says so the USA will do in the future. But first, if you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Table and Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We are on study number 15 and at question 5. Question 5. What will the United States achieve and implement as it gains greater power? Revelation thirteen twelve, And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence, and he causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. The USA will have global dominance. The United States will exercise all the authority of the first beast. This means it will become a global superpower, this nation even has the ability to enforce religion and determine who can buy or sell. Verse 12 and 17. At the turn of the 21st century, the New York Times stated, The fact is, no country has been as dominant culturally, economically, technologically and militarily in the history of the world since the Roman Empire. It is amazing how such a young nation has achieved global dominance in such a short amount of time. The USA will have a mixture of politics and religion. The Bible predicts the United States will form an alliance with the papacy. It will mix church with state as it causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast. The first beast, the papacy, was a mixture of church and state. The United States will encourage its people to make an image to the beast in verse 14. Here we find a return to a church-state government, a mirror image of the papacy during the Middle Ages. The first president of the United States made this comment, 
Every man conducting himself as a good citizen and being accountable to God alone for his religious opinions ought to be protected in worshipping the deity according to the dictates of his own conscience. The war in terror has changed the world. Government laws are now impacting on religious practices and teaching. The boundaries between church and state have become blurred. The world governments are looking to the religions of the world to join them in stamping out the fundamentalism. The Bible predicts that the last world governments will be a combined force of church and state. Question 6. What is the final key issue that divides the world? Revelation 13.12 says, and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound has healed. The final global issue will revolve around worship. The world will be divided. Many people will obey the state religion, worshipping the beast and receiving its mark. Verse 16. Those who remain true to God will worship the Creator. Revelation 14.7 And obey all of God's commandments. Revelation 14.12 it is interesting to note that the commandment that revolves around worship and obedience to the Creator God is the Sabbath. Yeah, you're right. And you know, if a law was enforced today to return to God's law and worship on Sunday, the day chosen by mainstream churches, who would you worship and obey? I would definitely worship God. Yeah, me too. I think I want to choose God over man. And that brings us down to question number seven. How does the devil deceive people into believing a false religion? Well, Revelation 13, 13 and 14 says, He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in sight of man. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast. A counterfeit religious revival will sweep across the world. Religious healings and miracles will be so persuasive that they will unite the nations of the world. And that is found in Revelation 16 verse 14. Too many people. These miraculous signs will be evidence that the false teachings and religion of the world is the true religion of the Bible. We have an awesome free offer for you today and it fits perfectly with our study. So save this number in your phone. 4 that's 4 And wait for the code word that is coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Caleb and Kelsey with I Surrender All. Oh, to Jesus I surrender all To Him I freely
open to you Welcome back to Table and Explorers. We have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides, and today we are studying Revelation chapter 13, and we have been looking at the identifying marks of the two beasts or the two nations that these beasts represent. The first beast or nation in Revelation 13 we have discovered is the Vatican, and after the last two weeks of studies, we have seen that the little horn of Daniel 7 and the sea beast of Revelation 13 are the same power the Roman papacy. The identifying marks of the second beast or nation of Revelation 13 is pointing us to the United States of America. We have seen that the Bible tells us of a time when the papacy and the United States will come together and mix church and state, but they will do much, much more. Let's keep studying. But first, if you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Table and Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We are on study number 15 and at question number 8. Question 8. In what ways will the United States ultimately enforce its control? As the United States gains greater power, it exercises greater control. The great tragedy is that it will be God's true people who are opposed most forcefully. Notice the future prophetic scenario. The USA will have power over the world economy. Revelation 13.17 says, And that no one may buy or sell. The United States is the home of international finance and business. This one nation contributes over 30% towards the total world economy and has a dominating influence over the policy of actions of world trade. The amazing advances in technology have enabled the world governments to move towards personal identity cards and a cashless economy. The big brother has arrived. Everything is set up for the final scenario where the government will determine who will buy and sell. The USA will enforce torture and death. It's unthinkable, isn't it? But Revelation chapter 13, 15 says, And cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. The United States has traditionally been known for its fairness and love of freedom. In recent years, there have been shocking revelations of torture and death by the United States military and government. Amnesty International has documented horrific methods of torture at places such as Abu Ghraib Prison, Guantanamo Bay and Afghanistan. The United States government has accepted that there are secret CIA prisons around the world with many prisoners held without charge or trial. Persuasive techniques such as waterboarding, making people feel like they're drowning, have been used to get criminals to talk. In the last days, those who do not worship and obey the church-state government will be killed for their true faith and love for Jesus. The USA will impose the mark of the beast. Revelation thirteen sixteen. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. Revelation 13 concludes with both superpowers, the United States and the papacy, reaching a climax of power simultaneously. This will result in the implementation of the mark of the beast. The Bible says, if you receive the mark of the beast, you will be safe from the government, but unsafe with God. If you refuse the mark of the beast, you will be safe with God, but unsafe with the government. In such a difficult time as this, it is important to obey God rather than men. Question 9 says, What can you do to make sure you avoid joining those who disobey God? Well, John fifteen five says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. The only way to stay true to God is to abide in Jesus. This means having a living relationship with him. 
This involves praying from your heart and daily Bible study to discover more about God and His will for your life. Abiding in Jesus results in us keeping the commandments. John 15.10 Question 10. What promise is made to those who are persecuted for the sake of Christ and His righteousness? Matthew 5.10 Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. To those who suffer for him, Jesus promises an eternal life of happiness. Jesus will strengthen you through the challenges of this life. He will then reward you with a life free from sin, suffering and persecution when he returns. We have an awesome free offer for you today and it fits perfectly with our study. So save this number in your phone. 4 that's 04-888-808-31. And wait for the code word that is coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Alan Jackson with Love Lifted Me. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despair and cry From the waters lifted me, now safe am I Love lifted me, love lifted me When nothing else could help, love lifted me Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me All my heart to Him I give Ever to Him I'll cling In His blessed presence live Ever His praises sing Love so mighty and so true Merits my soul's best songs Faithful, loving service to To Him belongs Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me Love lifted me Love lifted me When Nothing else could help Love lifted me Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. We have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides and today we have been studying Revelation 13. Using the clues found in this chapter, we have discovered that the sea beast is the Roman papacy and the land beast is the United States of America. We have also seen how the Bible tells of a time when the papacy and the USA will come together and combine a church-state government and anyone who does not follow what the church-state government says, which will be the true followers of Jesus, will be put to death. But the promise of Jesus to those people who die following him will have eternal life and that he will be with them all the way through. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for the Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to the, your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. Okay. We're at our three points to remember part of our study. And our three points to remember are The first beast of Revelation 13 is the same power as the Antichrist little horn of Daniel 7, the Roman papacy. 
Point two is, the second beast of Revelation 13 is the final superpower in history, the United States. Point three, the key issue that will divide the world will be worship linked to obedience. I think these three points really sum up our study really well now. They talk about everything that we have learnt uh, this week. So what do you guys think about it? Well, I think the second one, the one I said, is really good because it says the second beast of Revelation 13 is the final superpower in history, Mm. the United States. Which So we have to be careful of the United States. Yeah, and we don't have to worry about Russia or Islam or anything like that, or even China. You know, the Bible says that the USA and the papacy are going to combine, and that's what we need to be looking out for. Yeah. I think it's fascinating that the issue that will divide the world will be worship linked to obedience. Yeah, obedience to what? God. Yep, and we need to be obedient to God, and there is only one commandment that is about worship, isn't there? And what's that? Yeah, it's the fourth commandment. The one about obeying the Sabbath. Yes, it is. And it's interesting to note that the Sabbath will become a big issue at the end of time, won't it? Well, yeah, it's going to be a real test of loyalty to God. Yeah, and just like what it says in Acts chapter 5, verse 29, we ought to obey God rather than man. And this study really shows that there is going to be a time when people are going to make us obey man rather than God. And just like what you said, we need to obey God rather than men. Yeah, I want to obey God as well. And this reminds me of a story. It's a tragic story, but a very heartfelt story as well. For 22 years, Noble Alexander was held in prison on trumped-up charges against the Cuban government. The prison guards tortured him, starved him, and locked him away for extended periods in solitary confinement. They demanded he abandon Jesus Christ after he refused to work on the Sabbath, The officials plunged Noble Alexander into a pool of raw sewage. Week after week, Noble sang hymns while chin-deep in the slime. When Jesse Jackson arranged for his release in the mid-1980s, Noble Alexander became a free man. He spent the rest of his life telling people about the wonderful love of Jesus. What lessons can we learn from this story? Wow, what an amazing story. It's amazing what some people go through when they want to follow God. Hey, he just wanted to keep the Sabbath and worship God the way he wanted to worship him and the way God asked him to worship him. And yeah, he had to be punished all this way. Like, And to see his faith is just amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it would be very hard to do that. Mm. If I were in that situation, it would be so hard mm. for me, but I would not stop believing in Jesus. Wow, that's awesome, Megan. It's nice to know that no matter what you go through, you're going to keep believing in Jesus. That's awesome. Proud of you for sharing that. So our study today was about the future and and what the future is going to hold. So does the future worry you, and do you think worry is a lack of faith? In this particular context, worry doesn't bother me because, like, God's already told me. Well, yeah, I agree with Tyler. God's already told us what will happen in the future. He has, and we've had prophecy in the Bible that's already been fulfilled because we've seen that through our series so that we know that when we've done this prophecy and looking through Revelation 13, we know what's going to happen in the future so we don't have to worry. Yes, it's going to be scary, and we're not going to be sure exactly how they're going to implement all this stuff. But the one thing that we can be sure of is that Jesus will be by our side every single moment. What would you do if your government asked you to do something that went against God's principles? Well, I would say a straight out no, because I believe in what I believe in. Well, yeah, I would do the same thing. Like, if they asked me to do something against God's principles, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, me neither. And I think that's awesome that you young people... Know Jesus enough to know, I am going to follow the Bible, I'm going to follow Jesus no matter what, and when the government or anybody tells me to do otherwise, I'm going to say, sorry, I'm not going to do that, that's against my religious beliefs, I don't believe that's what Jesus wants me to do. So with all that in mind, do you guys think that we could prepare for future persecution? And how would we do it? As long as we trust in God, our future is in His hands. Just know that if you are in a relationship with Jesus, any persecution that comes your way, you will be able to get through it. 
Well, yeah, I agree. Because if you're with Jesus the entire time, he will strengthen you through it. Yes, he will. And that's how we prepare for persecution. We have that relationship with Jesus because we're not going to get through this persecution on our own, on our own strength. We need Jesus' strength. We need to be in a relationship with him because if we don't have that, we have nothing. Definitely. What will you do this week to ensure that you are abiding in Jesus? Well, that's such a good question, isn't it? And for me this week to abide in Jesus, I will um, read his word, uh, spend some time in prayer, asking Jesus to reveal himself to me more and to keep me close to him. Well, I'd read the Bible, pray and spend some time with Jesus by worshipping, by singing music. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I would do the same thing, but I would also play my musical instrument to worship yep. him as well. Oh, that's awesome. That's really good. And all these things are important, and every single one of us are going to have something different on how we abide and stay close to Jesus. Now, our response question for this week's study says, Are you willing to worship and obey the Creator God in every part of your life, even if it means that you may suffer as a result of your faith? I will definitely worship and obey. Yeah, I agree. You agree? I agree too. I, I answer yes for that question. Me too. That I want to worship and obey the Creator God. Because, hey, He is God. He created me. He loves me. He died for me. So why wouldn't I? That's that's exactly what I how I would have put it. Well, yeah, I want to go wherever Jesus leads me. That is awesome. Praise God. I'm glad that that is your desire to follow Jesus wherever he leads. Well, that brings us to an end to our study. So thank you, Tyler and Megan, for coming into the studio today for another study. It's been awesome having you here. Well, yeah, it's been awesome being here. Yeah, it's been great. Yes, awesome, excellent. Well, thank you very much, guys. Well, let's just uh, have a word of prayer to close off our study. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we're able to come together in the studio to be able to go through this study. Lord, I just pray that we know and understand what these prophecies mean, Lord, but we could know them, but if we don't know you, then they're pointless because it's going to be having our relationship with you that is going to help us through these last days. Thank you for giving us a glimpse into the future so that we know what's behind that next dark corner, Lord. We want to thank you for that. And we know that going through these last days and, and persecution is going to be scary, Lord, and we just ask that you come into our hearts and our minds, that you continue to lead and guide us and draw us closer to you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. It has come time in the show to give you the code word for today's free offer. Today we have a book titled America in Prophecy. This book will go more in depth on what the Bible says America will do in the near future. It shows how and why America started and how they will completely change and go in the opposite direction. If you would like this book to see what the Bible says the USA will do in the future, then you need the code hashtag TE27. Text that code to 04888880831 and our Faith FM bot will take down your details and we will get this book to you as soon as we can. We only have 10 to give away, so text in now. The code is hashtag TE27. Text that code to 04888880831 to get your free copy of the book America in Prophecy. Our next study is called The Mark of the Beast. Remember that a beast in Bible prophecy is a nation, so it really is the mark of a nation. So if we can identify this nation and then identify its mark, then we can find out what the mark of the beast is. The Bible gives such graphic warning against it and tells us to avoid it. If God put this message in the Bible for us to avoid the mark of the beast, then he will show us in his word exactly what it is so we can avoid it. Join us next week as we study the Bible to find out what the mark of the beast actually is. Thanks for tuning in today to Table and Explorers on Faith FM. 
If you're not sure about any of the things we've talked about today on the show, we want to encourage you to pray, ask God for clarity, and study the Bible for yourself. As David says in Psalms 119, God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God bless you, and we will catch you next time. 